Check, check. Mic check. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Yeah, welcome everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show is back. Thursday, May 26th, 11 a.m. Pacific. And welcome. Thanks for listening. Round one, Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships kicking off this weekend. And holy shitballs. I'm excited, man. Like, you look at the Dunge coming back. You look at Antonio Caroli coming over. The question marks about uh, Eli and Ken Roxon and what they can do. And then Dylan Ferrandis, of course. Like, there's legitimately some real, real stuff up for grabs uh, and a lot of questions to be answered when it comes to motocross series. But, of course, by round five or six, everything will sort itself out and we'll be like, oh, yeah, duh. But for now, a lot of questions. Uh, 250 class as well, uh, looking good to start the series. And we are looking good to have you people calling in at 702-586-7857. Pulp, give us a call. Let's talk some motocross. Dan Truman, Jason Thomas will be coming on the show. And thank you to the folks at uh, Get and Athena, Pro Taper, FMF Vision, Maxis, Plum Creek Funding, all on board with us. And especially thanks to the folks at Fly Racing. Joey Savacci just announced will not be uh, lining up at round one, but he is in Fly Racing for this summer. Shane McElrath as well picked up by Fly Racing for the summer, so looking forward to having those two guys in the 450 class wearing Fly. And, of course, RJ Hampshire, Jalik Swole, race winners from last year wearing Fly Racing in the 250 class. Flyracing.com. Go to motorsport.com. Go to your local dealer. Check it out, man. Uh, they got the, some great stuff from the Formula Helmet to the uh, Evo gear to the Kinetic Kinetic Mesh. I know the Kinetic Mesh is coming out soon. I need to ask JT about that because it's going to get hot, and the Kinetic Mesh is amazingly vented and so cool and so lightweight. It's my favorite set of gear that Fly makes. So we're going to get into that and talk about that and more with Fly Racing and uh, the Zone Pro Goggle, of course. They do a good job with that. Brayton put it on the podium. We're going to give away a pair of Zone Pro goggles um, this this show here, and we're also going to give away a pair of FMF goggles. And from Get, uh, Dan Truman, RPM Dashboard. Talk about who's using that this summer as well. Uh, 702-586-7857. If you got something on your mind to talk about, I have some topics. Uh, obviously, we're going to talk to Dan Truman here at uh, Get, um, and the Caroli and the Dungy thing are top of mind. Uh, taking your phone calls over there, the Tits Legendary. Tits, welcome back. Let's go, Dungy. Let's go. Welcome back. Welcome back. Glad to be here. Uh, Ryan Dungy. Excited for the summer. Give me his moto scores this weekend. Give it to me. 5-3. Oh. And then 1-1 one, one next week. Oh, wow. Yep. Coming okay. in hot. Oh, my. Stamp it. All right. Let's uh, let's get Dan Truman Positive on the line. Positive vibes and wishful thinking is all it is. Let's get Dan Truman on the line. <laughs> I can't. You know what? Honestly, I don't want to deal with this all summer. We'll see how it goes. I know. Maybe, like, maybe only two rounds. Maybe the hey, whole thing. Who knows? It, if he does start winning, uh-huh. you're going to be... Oh, uncontrollable. It's, it's going to yep. be tough. Yep. All right. Uh, that's that, that's his legendary and what he thinks about Ryan Dungey and everything else. Uh, I want to thank the folks at Pro Taper, the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team, and the Star Racing Yamaha team, among others, using Pro Taper chains and sprockets. You know the name. You know they they patented that crossbarless handlebar way back in 1991 with Damon Bradshaw, and they're keeping the innovations going with their ACF bar. It's the lightest one-in-one handlebar on the market, up to 20% lighter. It's got more room on the bar itself for the controls and as you know, uh, these bikes nowadays, between the maps and the and the uh, the whole shot buttons or the the whole shot maps and the maps and the start maps and the kill switch and everything else, a lot of lot of uh, space taken up on your bar. While the ACF bar's got forty millimeters of extra space on there, uh, they've also got that uh, um, the start device, which has been fantastic for those guys. The Sella, they have uh, the ACF bar available in CR High, Carmichael, Henry Reed, Supercross Race, retail one thirty nine ninety nine. ProTaper.com, the first carbon fiber reinforced aluminum bar on the market. 
Uh, so thank you to those guys. And thank you, of course, to FMF, too. When you talk about the FMF vision guys, Dean Wilson will be in these whenever he comes back. Uh, uh, FMF Racing was born from a desire to outperform and go faster. For nearly 50 years, FMF Racing has been leading in the pursuit of, uh, of precision, power, and speed. Well, now, everybody, they offer a full range of performance goggles, goggle accessories, and sunglasses. Welcome to the power of sight. Follow them on Instagram, at FMF uh, Vision as well. Uh, so thank you to those guys. Let's dive into it, shall we? 702-586-7857. we still got some lines open, uh, but our buddy from Get and Athena is on the line. It's Dan Truman. What's up, Dan? Oh, not a whole lot. Just getting ready for this uh, outdoor season to kick off. I'm excited. A lot of uh, stuff that you talked about, Tony and Dungy and yeah. Champions and just, it, yeah, everything. Yeah, I got a lot of questions, which is, I mean, like I said, too, by round four or five, we'll have a lot of our answers. But for now, it's super cool. Lots to talk about, lots to get into when it comes to the series. Uh, how's things at Get and Athena, Dan? <clears throat> things are awesome. You know, um, ECUs are good. Um, Tony's going to race with RPM Dash this weekend, which is pretty cool. Uh, KTM US doesn't use uh, the RPM Dash. It's something Tony uses in Europe, and he really pushed for it to use here. You know, most of the time he has to show up and just kind of ride their bikes. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think you might see that with his tires as well. Uh, Tony feels comfortable with his stuff that he has in Europe. So it's really cool for us that uh, Tony's going to be lining up with RPM Dash. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Things are great. Yeah, awesome. That's good to hear. Yeah, there's a couple things he wanted, Pirelli tires and the Get RPM dashboard, which is basically a device that goes on your front fender and tells Tony when he hits the ideal RPM that he needs off the gate. And uh, yep. so it allows him to get a great start. Of course, he's starting on dirt, not great. So that, that RPM is going to need to change. But once he, once he gets that figured out, that RPM dashboard will tell him exactly where he's at. And so, um, you know, he'll be able to get the good start every time. Yeah, and the benefit with it is that there was no changes to any of the KTM products, right? So it it bolts up onto your bike. It'll plug into a stock ECU, a works ECU, a, a Git ECU, or even any of our competitors' ECU. It works. So um, Tony, you know, didn't have to push too hard saying, hey, you know, i got to change wiring harnesses or any yeah. of that stuff, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think it's cool. I don't know the last time Tony started on dirt. I don't know when that was. It right. could have been on, like, mini bikes or something. It's been a long time. So curious to see how his starts are, but uh, I think he'll be up front. I do, too. Let's give one away. Can we give one away? Let's do yeah, that. Let's oh, do it. All right, okay. 702 586 we're going to give one of the uh, uh, Get RPM dashboards away. And, again, if there's anything you want from the folks at Get, whether it's two-stroke, four-stroke ECUs, the RPM dashboard, the sister company Athena makes cylinder kits, among other things, uh, clutch packs and things, email us using the contact form on pulpamex.com. We'll pass it on to Dan. Dan will get you a Pulpamex listener deal from the folks at Get and Athena. Thank you to the support of those guys. Uh, all right, Dan, yeah, can you imagine behind the scenes, Dan, when it comes – well, the, the Get RPM dashboard – Probably not that big of a deal. Probably easy to do. Something he's familiar with. But the deal with the Pirellis has got to be the politics behind that decision. And KTM, kudos to KTM for bending on this and letting him use Pirellis. Yeah, I know it's not easy because uh, we did deal with it um, on the on the get side. You know, we're not a sponsor of the U.S. team. We sponsor the European team. Right. Uh, but with Pirelli, I think. It comes down to Tony wanting to be comfortable, mm -hmm. you know, only getting to come here for a short amount of time. He doesn't have as much preparation. The bike's different than what he's used to. Just a lot of stuff. So he wanted to try and be as comfortable as he could, whether that was Pirelli or Git or whatever the other little things are that he has. And I think ATM was kind of like, hey, listen, it's a couple races. Maybe it's more. Maybe it's not. But right. let's make them as comfortable as possible, and let's kind of all work together. So um, I think it's cool they let him do it. I like it. If this was a regular race, a back East National to kick off the series, I would probably like Antonio to beat Ryan Dungey this weekend. But Paul is its own animal. Whether you talk to Rattray or Muskan or Kenny, and I have, any European rider that comes over here struggles a bit with the one-day format and the lack of track time. And you add that into the folks that... Um, uh, 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 that ride at Paula all the time and uh, Southern California and all of that. I think Tony might struggle this weekend um, to adapt to Paula and the ruts and the jumps and the moon dirt of Paula. So give me Dungy to beat him this weekend, I think. Dan, do you agree with any of that? I don't know. 
I okay. mean, Ryan Dungey hasn't raced since 2016. That's my biggest concern. Right, right. right. Um, I know that he's still Ryan Dungey, and we look at these crazy stats. He's never finished outside of the top ten and all these crazy stats. But, I mean, we can say that about Chad Reed, too, right? And if Chad shows up tomorrow, he's not he's not going to be the Chad Reed he was. I'm not saying Dungey's going to be outside the top ten, but I don't know if he's going to be top five. And I think I have Tony six to seventh, and I think I have Dungey seven nine something okay. like that i think right. they're going to be close um i do think we seen with lapino last year coming in the europeans qualify really well uh, i think lapino qualified fourth on a track that he'd never ridden on a stock bike so i think we see tony you know top three or four in qualifying but i don't know that that translates into the motives um so yeah i don't know and i also don't know what kind of risk Tony's going to take either. You know what I mean? I don't yep. know if he's going to be in the 25 minutes into a moto just, you know, battling it out with, you know, whoever, Barsha or something, if he's just going to go for it or not. Yeah. So, yep. yeah, I could see it going either way. I could see Dunge beating him by a spot or two or Tony, but I, I think either way they're in that six, seven, eight range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see them being real close to each other. Can you imagine Caroli getting to experience Barsha for a full season? <laughs> Oh, man. He's probably going to be like, yeah, I don't want anything to do with this guy. You can have this spot, man. But I don't think Tony's going to take any shit from him. I'm Not that Barsha has any beef with Tony, but I'm just saying, like, if Barsha goes and solves Tony's wheel off, I don't see – I think Tony will just run it back in there. I don't think he cares. Yeah, yeah, so. maybe, maybe. Uh, I'm really, really looking forward to it. Really exciting to have both these guys here, uh, Antonio and, and Dunge. Um, Dunge admitted on our show a couple weeks ago, Dan, he, he will be doing the whole series, uh, despite what the press release said. And I think Antonio does the whole series. You're closer to that, though, than, than I am. What, what do you think? I mean, unless, I mean, unless he goes 15-15 at Paula, which is not going to happen, uh, I, th- yeah. I think he does the whole series. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, there was talk about it in the earlier stage, and then he kind of just wanted to get here. I think the family's enjoying their time here so mm-hmm. far. I think that we may see him come back to the East Coast. He would like to go ride some of the tracks in Florida, whether it's Alden's or 83 or some of, you know, and see some of his friends that he raced with over the years. This has been a, this has been something Tony's wanted to do for many years and just had never really worked. So I could definitely see him racing more races, maybe not the whole series, but at least, you know, five or six, go through Mount Morris, things like that. Um, I think that he will. I have a question for you. Where do you put AP in this KTM group? Um, well, Dude, I know AP did pretty well at Paula last year. We haven't seen him for a while. It's a pretty good injury. I don't have him beating Ryan Dungey and Antonio Caroli. Am I Am I drunk? Am I drunk in taking the six years off uh, Ryan Dungey and the never raced in America <laughs> National uh, uh, Antonio Caroli ahead of AP? Like, am I drunk? Are we going to regret that? I don't know. I mean, AP went 4-2 here last year. It was his best race of the year, I think. Uh, Red Bull, I think he went 3-3. But... Um, yeah, I'm kind of with you. I haven't got to see AP ride recently, but it was a bad injury. He had a lot of time off. Uh, he was already behind the eight ball on the bike a little bit. Uh, he did get that one second, no clip. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, one <laughs> one, one better than sixth place all year. Yeah, yeah. One, one time. Yeah. One time. So uh, that was a great ride. But, uh, yeah, I think um, – I think I'm with you. I think they're. I think those three are together. But I, unfortunately for AP, I think they're like seven, eight, nine somewhere around there. Yeah, uh, really, really exciting uh, to talk about those two guys. Dan Truman on the line. We got. We see your calls. We're going to get to him in a second. Well, actually, Zach, Zach, you have a 22 Honda. Yeah, I do. All right, you want the get dashboard? Get RPM yes, dashboard. Yes, please. Yeah, let's let's just. I keep actually it. Uh, lined up next to Noof on the line at World Vets. And oh, you, to you for a few minutes. You line next to Noof. Oh boy. Oh, yeah. Boy. Next next time you'll whole shot him. Yeah, next time you have you have you have the RPM dialed, so you'll be able to get a start on him for sure. Well, hopefully we see you guys there this year. Yeah, sounds good, Zach. Stay on the line. All right, we'll get your information and your mailing address, and Dan will get you one from Get. All right. All right. Thank all you. Right. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. Zach didn't even have a question. He just wanted that. He wanted an RPM Perfect. dashboard. Um, so on the Racer X uh, preview show, uh, Dan, I said I'm really worried about ET's knee, just because. Uh, he's got the Supercross title in the bag. He that if he twists it once, he's back to square one, and it's not like there's no ruts outdoors. He said that later in the races that started to hurt him. Well, he's got two thirties to get through, uh, so I'm really worried about his knee, Tomac. But having said that, I said on the Racer X shows, if he finishes the season, if I'm wrong about the knee. I think he wins this title because, yes, Ferrandez was better than him last year, but this is a better version of Eli Tomac. Uh, what do you think of that prediction? 
Yeah, I'm, I can't argue the prediction, but I'm kind of on the fence. You know, Eli just came off of a great Supercross season, and I don't know the situation. Any, I know he, what he's telling us, but, I mean, he didn't even tell us he had a hurt knee either. So um, I'm kind of on the fence about Eli. I, I could see him. He's got a, a contract signed for next year. I could see it if the first couple rounds don't go his way that – I mean, he's not really the one to just mail it in, so I don't want to say that, but I wouldn't be surprised, I guess you could say, if he didn't race the whole series. Well, uh, can't you just see it's an MCL, there's nothing you can do other than like time to heal it, and what if he just puts it out, twists it, right? He's back to square one, he's kind of taking a little bit of time off the bike, and dude, he's got that Supercross title in his back pocket. He He's okay. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it it could go that route, but if things are going good and he is healthy, I could see him winning this title. Um, I think Dylan is going to be good. Yep. His starts still concern me. They we seen him in Supercross. I know last year he was he was better at him. He was better outdoors. Yep. Yep. He was better outdoors, but I do think the field's a little bit deeper this year uh, outdoors, and it will be a little bit harder to start eighth or ninth and come to the front. So you know, with that being said, I think Dylan's starts could hurt him a lot. I do think Jason wins a race this year. He's never won an outdoor overall. I don't believe in either class. So I think Jason wins a race, and I think Chase will be up there too. So I don't think it's going to be as easy for Dylan. as it, Not that it was easy, but, you know, I yeah. think it'll be harder than last year. I uh, I think, though, I think if Tomac races them all, he wins. That's that's where I'm at. But I don't think he races them all. I just think he has issues at some point, you know. So that's that's kind of where I'm at. Um, if you told me Ken Roxon went 1-1 this weekend, I'd say, yep. And if you told me Ken Roxon went like, 8-7 this weekend, I'd go, yep. <laughs> I'm in the same spot. Okay. Someone someone today just asked me, they're like, so how does Kenny do this weekend? I said, probably whole shots and leads every lap. Right. And they're right. like, they're like, re- they're like, really? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe he gets 10th. And they're like, really? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I, re- I really, but either way, I wouldn't be surprised. But I do think Kenny will, I have him to win this weekend. That's oh, really? Oh, wow. I, I, okay. I think that he's been riding. I think he's motivated. I think he wants to go beat. Um, Dungey and Tony and Dylan and these guys that are also European, you know, I think he that's what motivates him just in general. He's having fun, which we know home life is good, you know, riding's good. So I don't know. I, I, I do have him to win this weekend. Yeah, I think Anderson might win this weekend. I like Anderson to definitely break his streak of never winning an overall outdoors. That, yeah. that'll, that'll end this summer. I have no doubt. Um, I don't know about for the title, but I think Jason Anderson is going to win this weekend. Yeah, I do agree. Uh, great, great. I mean, track. agree that yeah. he's going to win yeah. a race this year. And, and maybe we've been sleeping on Ferrandis a little bit, you know, whether it's us on the RacerX preview show or you and I and our various group techs we're in. There's not a ton of Ferrandis talk. He was so strong last summer. Like, come through the pack late in the races. I mean, is, is the wrist like 100%? Did we just, I mean, we missed a lot of Supercross prepare for outdoors so if he's 100 percent and he's just been riding outdoors that whole time yeah then then okay you know maybe he is going to come in and win but i don't know i, I really don't know his, his group's kind of been pretty tight if he's if he's banged up or if it's 100 right. healed and that kind of stuff so i don't know uh fly racing is going to welcome mcarath and savachi back into their gear uh this weekend um savachi's missing round one i don't know if you saw that dan it came out that he's out for yeah. round one but when when they're racing who do you who's who's beaten who? Um, I, I take Joey on the out of those two. I think that uh, Joey's riding really well right now. He just only had seven or eight days, I think, on the bike so far. So maybe Kawasaki was just like, "Hey, let's have you sit a couple more or a week or so more. Yep. Make sure you're ready to go, so you know we don't go out there and push yourself and get hurt or something like that." I think uh, also they have a good thing with Jason, and, and I'm totally speculating on this. But they want to start the season off good with Jason, so they don't want any, you know, they don't want any distractions. Maybe Joey's struggling or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. So um, yeah, let's go, let's go racing with Jason. Things were going good in Supercross, and then Joey will come in a couple weeks. But Shane, Shane's kind of a mystery to me. You know, he didn't get a race much the last couple of years uh, with injuries and then the team stuff. So he could be, he could be really good. He's very talented. It's going to be interesting to see. Obviously, he, he told us on the show he's only guaranteed two races, but that was before the Malcolm news dropped. So Dean's coming back at some point. Um, yeah, so I think that Shane will keep that ride, don't you? 
because between, yeah, I, between Mookie think, and uh, Dean, I think one of them will be out long enough. Yeah, I think that he'll he'll run this first stint. I think it's four races straight for sure, and then they'll see it where Malcolm, if Malcolm's coming back and when Dean's going to be able to come back, things like that. But I do think between the two of them, I think they figure it out. Yeah, I do too. All right, Dan, let's get to some phone calls here. Dan Truman from Get and Athena on the Moto Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Uh, first up is David on three. David, what's up, man? What's your question? Hey, how you guys doing today? Good. So I'm curious. Obviously, I saw the uh, the press release that Butler Brothers is going racing with Freddie and Benny yep. and Rankin. So I wonder uh, at their last Supercross that they the truck showed up, but nobody rode. It sounded like they barely had enough parts to put a bike together. Did they did they acquire more bikes? Or did they have parts and got? Did they get repoed, or I wonder, wonder what who's going to ha- is Rankin going to build the engines and AEO do the suspension, or I wonder what the deal is with this. What do you know, Dan? Um, uh, the bikes they own the bikes. Forrest own those bikes, so they have motorcycles. Uh, the issue about the parts, I don't know that that was ever really an issue. I think I think you can't believe everything you read on Vital. Let's put it that way. Okay. But they, they have yeah. motorcycles. I believe Twisted is still doing the engines. Uh, Twisted did the engines before. Suspension, I don't know about. Um, I heard AEO, and then I heard uh, a power band company. So I, I don't know. But, I mean, it looks like Benny posted a photo. Um, there were some changes to the graphics and small sponsors and things like that. But I believe a lot of it will look kind of the same uh, with some sponsor changes. But, yeah, it looks like they got Freddie and Benny. Uh, Derek's going to... I believe be crucial for mechanic, and they got uh, they got a couple other mechanics as well. So Davy Millsaps uh, manager. Yep. So I mean, I think that it's going to look very similar to what it looked like. You know, um, I, I just don't know all the details, and they haven't really posted much of anything to for us all to know. And I think that's because they're still working on some details. And uh, we had a Pulpamex Fantasy podcast yesterday, uh, David and Dan and I were talking about it. And we both, if you could take the best moto out of Freddie and Benny each weekend, you'd have a really good, uh, really good rider. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I was saying. You you may have a, a weird dark horse uh, moto where you have a top five out of one of those guys. You just don't know. No. Those guys are fast at times. They are. They, top ten. Yeah, they can, both, they can both be good, but they can also be consistently out with injuries yeah. and crashes yeah. and, and everything else. So, like, I, I think if Freddie could go seven one weekend, then Benny will get tenth in the next moto. Yeah. And so now you'll, yeah, have a, yeah. you'll have a seven ten between both of them, but you'll have two DNFs. So, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, I was just curious. Thanks. Appreciate th- it. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. All Thanks. Right. Uh, we have the FMF uh, uh, goggles, and as well as the Fly Racing Zone Pro goggles as well to uh, to give away. We have uh, Stephen on one wants to talk about Dungey. What's up, Stephen? What's your Dungey comment? Well, first of all, I have to take umbrage with Dan there. How can you compare Dunge to the 2-2? I mean, I think the records are are not comparable there. I mean, I love the 2-2, don't get me wrong. But when I first heard that Dungey a couple years ago was was going looking for a ride, every time I bought a lottery ticket, I was praying to the Moto Gods that I would win the big Powerball so that I could get Dungey a bike so that he could go racing. I think he's just a class act. He he never does anything half-ass. And, and I, I see him being top five this weekend. And then, uh, you know, I, I I just see him being a contender. Okay. All right. Well, I think Dan was more talking about like Chad Reed's been out a long time, and if he came back, you know that kind of that kind of thing. Because six years is a long time, right? Um, yeah. Chad would quit a lot, though. When did Dungey ever quit? Chad would give up. Chad would chase settings. Chad would complain. Chad would like. Was Dungey ever that way? I love no. Chad. Don't yeah, get me yeah, wrong. No, I no, just don't yeah. think you can compare the two. Is, I, is all I'm getting. Look, at. and I love Dan too, I, by the way. Yeah. No, I, I don't like Dan. But but Dan, um, if like if. If anybody can come back after six years and podium or win races, it would be Ryan Dungey. But I just don't see it. I don't see it. But, Jesus, I guess I could be talking about this all summer, Dan. And to be clear, I actually asked Chad directly last night about Ryan Dungey, and he's, he thinks Dungey's going to be really good, like like you're saying. He's like top five. He's going to get podiums. He thinks Dungey's good because he, he believes that Dungey is better than the current guy's but Chad is going off of how good they all were. It's the right? mental. It's the yeah. mental aspect of Dungey that that I think everybody should be fearing. And I, and the I man get that. is like so secure. Like he's just. He's I just get that. For example, the last year Dungey raced outdoors. Benny Bloss was fifth place in points. 
so, so for example, like Benny's not a fifth place guy now, and he never stopped racing. All I'm saying is the class got harder, the guys got faster, nobody got out of shape. You know what I mean? I do think I'll give you that. Good, but yeah, that, that's all I'm saying. Guys like Freddie and Benny, they were top ten in points in 2016, the last year Dungey raced outdoors, and they're not to me the top ten guys in points right now. That's all. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Makes makes sense. All right. Thanks, Stephen. Um, thanks for the call. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Uh, Brandon's got another Dungey question. What's up, Brandon? Yeah, uh, I just don't see any way Dunge can finish top five, at least for the first. <laughs> this three is all over the place. Right, right, right. Uh, I mean, later on in the season, once he gets his legs back underneath him, you know, comes back up to race pace. Sure, right. I, I think for sure yeah. he's a. He's a top five guy, podium guy. Maybe Look, the even sport. Win, I mean, the sport is littered, littered with ex racers who either a do motocross schools, or b come back to racing when they realize that they don't want to teach motocross schools. Okay, so <laughs> Dungey's not on that level of those guys. But whether it's Kudrowski, whether it's Scott Sheik, whether it's uh, 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 Bradshaw, whether Ryan it's Vill- Ryan Villapoto, Ryan Villapoto came back to Monster Cup and was. 10th place guy. And, and Ryan came mm-hmm. into that race pretty prepared, and I mean, at least from when, what we were told, he thought he was going to do really well. Yeah. Like, so, you know, we have, you know, Stu. Now, Stu wasn't in shape, but a year, a year and a half off for Stu. Different guy, right? Just different dude. Right. So, Brandon, I'm kind of like, logically, I'm with you. Like, this is going to be tough. So, and I'm I mean, just looking at past Stu, history, you know? Stu's raced the outdoor national more recently than Dungey has. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you really think about it. No, so for I, sure, that's a long time. But but yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't yeah. think that's true, right? Didn't Stu quit in 2014? Uh, he raced Washougal 2016, and oh, yeah, okay, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. I thought it was 17 actually, but yeah, 16. <laughs> yeah, you're um, right. So no, you're right. But but Brandon, he's not coming back unless he feels on point. Like there's no reason for him to come back. Like no money reasons, no. No legacy issues, you know what I mean. He was on this pulp I, show. I, I, he was on the pulp I've show saying he feels that. good. So I don't know. But how does he know? How does he know what the pace? Sure, he feels good. But what if his feels good is his 2016 pace? And yeah, that was good enough to win then. But well, it, I, I will say he has he has ridden he has ridden with some other top guys, and so he right. has had at least to be able to gauge them. Not at a race, so it's always different. But right. from my from this my sources, he was. Only a second or two off of, say, Dylan um, on Dylan's like sprint laps, and Dunge is in shape supposedly and going the same pace for 35 minutes, and they're they're happy with mm-hmm. it. I do think that I, I, I agree with you. It could be not top five, or maybe it is top five, but yeah. I think he's better than we're giving him credit for, or he or KTM and him wouldn't do this. I agree. That's, That's right. like somehow like the people that know him and KTM know this is going to work. When when all of our logic for all the reasons we just talked about seems, but like I also cool. haven't heard a goal a goal from him. I don't know if his goal is seventh. No, I, no, I, I, he he said on the show he's coming back to podium, like he's okay. coming back. Yeah, no, he said I I wouldn't come back unless I think I can, you know, challenge for wins and podiums. Okay, well, that's and nice. all this good stuff you guys are hearing about Dungey, what's what's the rumors on Caroli? Is is he going just as fast as? Well, the people only thing think. the only thing I got was from Paula Preste, and a lot of people were like, "Dude, he didn't look good," and Dunge looked okay. amazing. But I'm not even I'm not even gonna you know really bring that up and be like, "Oh, it's a Preste at Paula." Again, like I said, all the weirdo stuff about Paula. So, but I did get a few texts that didn't look great. But whatever, yeah. Okay. So, um, right. You know what I mean? I, I don't feel like that's something to go off of. Uh, hey, um, uh, Brandon, do you want a pair of goggles? Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. definitely. All right, you can have the FMF goggles or the Fly Racing Zone Pro goggles. You pick, all right? Uh, I'll put you on hold. Okay. You tell Tis Legendary what you want. Thanks for calling, man. Hey, thank you, Steve. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right, another question. Uh, Brett's on, too. Brett, what's going on, man? Brett. All right, Brett's gone. Uh, Dan Schumann from Get and Athena on. Jason Thomas from Fly Racing coming up next as well. We'll talk more about 250 class with uh, with JT, but um, yeah, I do feel like we have Ferrandis, Sexton, Tomac, Roxon, top four. Um, who am I missing? Anderson five, 
There's your five, Dan. Titles coming out of those guys. Yeah, I think those are the five. And then your next group is is Dungy, Caroli, Christian Craig, Barsha. That's that next group. Yep. Next yep. tier for me. Yep, I agree. Uh, I think there's ten guys that are the top ten right now. And then you got the guys like Savachi, McElrath, March Banks, you know, then you throw in Freddie and, and Benny, things like that. That's mm-hmm. that next group of the fifteen. Heart raft in there, yep. yeah. Yeah, heart raft and bogle on days, things like that. So those are kind of the groups that I split up when we did our, you know, fantasy podcast and things like that. We kinda had separate tiers. And then I, I do agree with you though. The top five is Dylan, Eli, you know, that group, Kenny, Chase, Jason. Right. Uh before so, we before we let you go, Dan, any more news on our English Pulpamex fantasy guy? Uh, I'm I've done some serious research and uh Josh Gil- Gilbert Gilbert is- Gilbert, yep. Josh Gilbert is coming to race. He is, uh, he races the British Championship. He came over to America earlier this year. He raced some local races, and people are claiming he's 12 to 15. Uh, I don't put him in that group. I just I don't know him well enough. He was very fast. He came in road at 83. He's very fast. I just, I mean, who does he beat in that group? You're telling me he beats Justin Barsha? Like, I just don't see it. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Everybody right. who's giving me, I got a lot of messages, a lot of hate from the fantasy podcast saying, "Yeah, oh, yeah, you know, Gilbert's going to be twentieth, but oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Gilbert could be another Rick, Dutch, <laughs> oh, Dutch Rick, Rick. Zingfelder. Right, it could be the same thing where he's on a privateer bike and no real support, and he eats gas and DNFs. <laughs> I do think that Josh is pretty good. He's he. Beating Tommy Searle and, and battling with Tommy in, the, in that championship. He's with Mun Racing, so Tommy's he does have. Forty five years old now. <laughs> I think Tommy's like twenty six still. No, he he's started not. racing when he was like fourteen. He, I, he's not forty five. I know, but I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, I think that he does have a. From my messages I've got this morning, uh, Gilbert does have a little bit better program with Mun Racing and some other people. So maybe it's not so bad. All right, we'll have to go take a look. Yeah, yeah go go over and check it out. Uh, Brian's on one. He wants to talk about Nick Romano. What's up, Brian? Hey, Steve, I know you're not a big amateur guy, but I, I feel like it's going to be somebody to watch. What do you all think? Uh, Romano and LeBlanc are – LeBlanc's racing the first two, maybe longer. No, Romano's in all year, right, Dan? Yeah, Romano's in all year. And, yeah. and from from what I've heard from his camp is he's riding really well. Um, I, followed, I follow amateur racing pretty closely. I think Romano will be really solid. I think he'll be – uh, probably the third best star guy on the team uh, behind Thrasher and Justin Cooper. I have Romano Hold there on. with Thrasher. Better than Kitchen? Um, didn't I say Kitchen? No, you said Cooper and Thrasher. Uh, I meant Kitchen and Cooper. And like I, Thrasher and uh, Romano will be about the same to me. Right. That's what I think. I spoke to a, yeah. uh, I spoke to a former 125 Supercross champion. He also won a race called Summercross. He is an um, amateur motocross expert as well. And, uh, Brian, this gentleman told me that Romano will be 10 to 12. Yeah, that's exactly right. Gotcha. Well, the, the pony pod, I, I know you don't listen to but he was on there last night. And he, he had me pretty fired up. I'm, I'm excited to see what he does. I put him on my fantasy team, so we'll see. Who, pony had you fired up or Romano had you fired up? It was a mixture of both. It was oh, a mixture okay. of both. All right. Well, I mean. <laughs> is Romano making claims? Did he, did yeah. he make a prediction? Yeah. No, they, they kind of ask, like, you know, what do you think you're going to do? And he's like, well, obviously, you know, I want to win. But uh, I think top five, top ten is oh, what he's okay. kind of wow. shooting for. No, that'd be, that'd be good. I mean, yeah, it'd be awesome. Um, but, yeah, everybody I talk to is pretty stoked on um, on Romano right now and his future and everything else. LeBlanc's got some question marks for sure. But, um, yeah, everybody's pretty pretty excited What's about that. Was Romano the one he told you he'd meet you at uh, that, that – uh, what was it? Um, oh, I, Sugi, Sugi, yeah, Sugandis. I don't know. One of those kids. Fuck, <laughs> fuck them both. Uh, but yeah, uh, one of those kids did do that. All right, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Uh, Thank you. Uh, Dan, we always talk about sleepers a little bit for 450 motocross, and I think Harraf might be a legit sleeper. Like, first of all, you know, he had a great supercross season, really stepped it up. Yeah, there were injuries, but he still stepped it up. And um, yeah, I mean, if he continues on that same vein. He could be an eight to twelve place guy outdoors, which is which, and you know he's consistent. He doesn't get hurt, all that stuff. So yeah, I kind of think that Hartraff uh, could be a guy. Yeah, I think Hartraff could be a sleeper if you're going eight to twelve. I think Garrett Marchbanks will be really good once he gets healthy. 
I think he's still banged up, so I wouldn't say this weekend, but I think come high point, round four or five, I think March Banks will be right around that uh, seven to ten range. Yeah, March Banks, I think for his shoulder's still not good from the crash. I don't look for him to do, you know, um, a ton of, of great results until he can get can get this figured out, you know? What about where do you put Christian Craig in that? In that 450 class, I think Craig will be a four to seventh place guy, right? Um, very, very solid. So yeah, I think I think that that's where he's at. All right, yeah, that's good. You think he's you think he's there? Uh, I don't think he's that high this weekend. Not with the all the guys there and everything. I think towards the end of the year, I think Christian will be there every weekend. Um, but I have him more like with that Dungy Caroli group, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, yeah, that, that could be that. You could be right there. Uh, coming up with Jason Thomas here on the show. Uh, hopefully he picks up the phone. Uh, Sexton, could Sexton win this thing? 100%. Yeah. I mean, he's and he's really good at Paula, right? Yep. Second yep. player in the moto last year. He won the year before. I think it was his first, uh, first 450 win. So, yeah, I think Sexton is kind of getting overlooked right now just mm-hmm. because of the hype of, you know, Dungy, Caroli, and, and Eli, and Dylan, things like that. So I think Sexton could come in swinging. Really got to take care of those mistakes, which is no, no breaking news. But yeah, right. Yeah, I I think that uh, he's he's matured a lot though in the last you know six eight months. So right. I think he's going to be better. Uh, I want to thank the folks at Plum Creek Funding as well uh, on board with us. Uh, Talking about talk about uh, guys that can help you out. Zach at Plum Creek Funding is his email. Z a c h Plum Creek Funding dot com. If you're looking to purchase a home in 2022, if you're a first time buyer or investor, Plum Creek Funding has programs to suit your needs. If you already own a home, looking to pull cash out or lower the rate, contact a professional with over 25 years of experience. They got they can do you uh, uh, they can help you out in 12 different states. Zach Morris, Plum Creek Funding. Thank you to those guys for coming on board the show. Uh, all right, Dan. Well, we can't get a hold of JT, so we might just keep you on here. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, silly season stuff. What do you hear? Uh, I heard Dino's talking to uh, Uriv at Firepower, a Honda. Is that something? Did you hear that? Yeah, I've heard that. Um, I think it. Um, I mean, I don't know how far they're they're talking, but yeah, I think Dino is probably out at Husky uh, because Christian Craig's going there and Malcolm stays there, so Dean needs to find a spot. I mean, there's other options for Dean. I think that Team Tedder is a pretty good fit. They do factory services engines, so it's, it's a pretty good bike for Supercross. I think that um, Dino has a gear deal and some of his personal sponsors, so wherever he can go where he can bring some of that stuff mm-hmm. is going to be good for Dino. Don't you, couldn't you see Dino at Moto Concepts, the Supercross only, World Supercross, uh, bring the O'Neill over, uh, ride a Honda? Yeah, I just think I don't know the gear situation. Um, you know, I'm not close enough. To, I mean, I'm obviously very close with Dean and Paul and those guys, but not to know the Moto Concept side of it. I don't know if they're Liet or if they could bring O'Neill and that kind of stuff. And I do, do know that Dean has a has a gear deal and things like that. So right. not sure on that. Some of the silly season I have heard, though, is some stuff about Justin Cooper, maybe at Star, staying at Star on a 250. But I heard, the, right. I heard the craziest maybe. thing about Cooper. Uh, no Supercross 450 outdoors. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, that's what I've been hearing. Well, I didn't really hear 450 outdoors. I heard no Supercross because he would have to ride 450 Supercross and then race outdoors. But I thought that it was staying on a 250. But race outdoors. on a 250, right, right. That's what, that's what I had originally heard. But I, I've obviously heard different things. I know he was in or at least talked, it sounds like, to the Club MX team. Um, you know, it sounds like they went with just her, Jeremy Martin. So there are going to be – Star is in a tough spot. They made offers to, I believe, you know, R.J. Hampshire and, and a lot of other guys. And R.J. staying at Husky, it sounds like. Styles, like that. Styles is going, though, right? I believe so. Yep. Yeah, I think that Star is losing some of their, you know, obviously their two champions, Colt Nichols, maybe, um, and and Justin Cooper. So they, or at least they can't ride 250 Supercross. So they're in a spot where they're going to have a bunch of young guys, Romano, LeBlanc, you know, Kitchen, Thrasher, these kind of guys, and and I think they want someone that can win a title. You know. Yeah, I I can't see like, I I don't know. I I get the Justin Cooper 250 Supercross thing. I understand that, but. You got to keep him, man. You got to keep him. He's got a 450 future. Also, look at his podium percentage. Look at his wins. Like, if you got to keep him for a year and do what we talked about, no Supercross, two for the outdoors, and then but get him a 450 ride. Like, I think he's he's not he's not Jet Lawrence, but he's the next level below that. 
Yeah, and I think that our sport has been so stuck in, and me and Paul talked about this, uh, so stuck in, like, you have to be, okay, 250 Supercross, 250 Motocross. Like, the goal is to win the title that you're in, right, for your team and your sponsors. So if your best chance at winning the 250 Motocross title is for Justin Cooper to sit out Supercross and race uh, 250 Motocross, then that's fine. If Justin Cooper is the best guy for your team. Maybe you pay him a little bit less money, but, okay, then one of your other guys, um, we've heard rumors of Jordan Smith, who, you know, has finished second in the championship multiple times. Maybe that's what Jordan needs to get back to that top step. And maybe he's your Supercross guy, you know what I mean? And Justin's your outdoor guy. So I think I like the way Star's doing it to where they just want to win, and they'll figure out a way to do it, you know? Yeah, but I'm sorry, man. I love Jordan Smith and all that. I think signing Jordan Smith and Styles Robertson over, like, Enzo Lopes or a few other kids is ridiculous. But yep. – but they, they've turned guys into winners, and I'll, I'll reserve judgment. I also thought signing Dylan Ferrandez was a bad move. So what do I know? But right now? Yeah, for me, you, uh, the Styles thing, Style has shown crazy speed, right? Daytona two years when, ago. When, at one race, literally at one race, he's shown crazy speed. Tell me another time Styles Robertson has shown crazy speed. Well, he got two podiums. I know, but we don't race at Daytona. So I don't. I, I, hasn't he led an outdoor national somewhere? Uh, really? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> Styles is talented. I, I, I'm not like, okay, I'm so sold on Styles. But the yeah, yeah. Jordan Smith thing, first of all, we have no idea what they paid Jordan Smith. It could have been very cheap. He's already, he lives miles from their facility. You know what I mean? There was just so many things that people don't put in consideration that were probably. Oh, you really, live close? We're going to hire you? I, I think there, that does make a difference. I think it made made transition really easy. I think that Jordan, I mean, Jordan's good. He's. He's dude, been there before. Dude, He's won races Dan, before. Dan, I love Jordan. It's over. I don't think so. He crashes I, so many times. I know, but maybe the Yamaha's more stable. Okay. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. All right. We got JT on the line. So uh, we finally found him. Uh, thank you, Dan, from Get and Athena. Uh, thanks for giving us that RPM dashboard to give away. And uh, go, Antonio. Go, Tony. Go, Tony. All right. Thanks, man. <laughs> See ya. See ya. Fly Racing, of course. Go to motorsport.com or flyracing.com. Of course, McElrath making a Fly Racing uh, debut for the Rockstar guys this weekend. Savachi will be soon. It's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not too much. Just listening to you guys uh, tagle it out over silly season and listening to you talk crap about Styles Robertson some more. And yeah. I I just, I just, yeah, I think, uh, you know, again, I thought Dylan Ferrandez was a bad hire. Couldn't have been worse off on that take. So maybe I'll reserve judgment. But if you're telling me the Star Yamaha is coming in next year with, with uh, some kids and Styles and Jordan Smith, uh, I'm just baffled. But, but your but your argument is that you're, they're going to be so much better off with Enzo Lopes. They will be better off. Yes, not so much, but better off. Yes. Where, where give me give me these list of second place finishes and and all the you know leading laps and stuff that Enzo did. Um. Okay, but just again, Styles got he can't stay on the track. Cannot stay on the track okay, and he gets well, second had, once a race. Just had one good season. Yeah. So okay, like you you cannot you can't come in and say that Enzo's been a picture of consistency because that is wildly inaccurate. I, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Okay, but he's I'm younger. Saying, I, he's younger than Jordan. He's uh, okay. Jordan, just, I get the Jordan thing. I get. I, I'm not. I'm not arguing the Jordan thing. I was very surprised to see that move. Uh, but the Styles thing, I, I don't know. I I think there's a lot there. It hasn't been smooth. I get it. But you look at his ability to get whole shots nonstop. I mean, that is a star, monster star Yamaha recipe waiting to happen. Okay. Well, we'll have to make some uh, some bets on this. I, I see Styles Robertson going down the uh, uh, Cantrell, Drake, and, and Jordan Bailey route. Hold on. Those guys have never even come close to getting the results Styles has already gotten. Uh, at one track. No, I mean, he was getting top fives. Today. He got, like, two top fives and a third this year. Two top fives and a second. That's pretty That's pretty good in Supergirl. I mean, okay. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Um, all right, let's talk some 250s, JT, because I broke down the 450 class a lot with Dan. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. You, we did the Pulp MX Fantasy podcast yesterday. You are very high on Jet defending this title to the point where you, we may be looking at a Lampson um, – I'm trying to think of a rider that's not Ricky Carmichael because he's simply dominated, but like a number one rider in the class that racks up an easy title, which uh, Lampson did in 96. 
and I'm drawing complete blanks, but seven to eight overalls and walking back, walking to another title. Yeah, I think I think five to six is going to happen. Um, and, and I don't think that you're going to see Jet winning by 45 seconds. It's not going to be Stu out there. Yeah, that's why I didn't bring up Carmichael or Stu or those yeah. types of guys. Right. But I do think he is going to be your dominant rider in the class. Um, and, and it's not just about the fact that I think he's going to be so much faster. I do think he'll be faster than, than everyone on most days. But this Supercross season, notwithstanding, because there were mistakes there, you look at last summer, he was just kind of always there. Like, he didn't make stupid mistakes. He didn't throw motos away. He was just always there. And a lot of times he was the best guy and won pretty easily on those days. And I just see more of that happening. Um, he's, he's so incredibly patient for an 18-year-old. And I just don't – I don't see anybody – on the horizon, you know, maybe Justin Cooper surprises all of us and, and just puts it together, but I think he's better than his brother. And then I look at everybody else, and I just kind of shrug my shoulders. Like, I don't see anybody else besides Justin Cooper or his brother that can really hold a candle to him. I just don't see it. But Justin Cooper finished within six points of him. and and And, and, and you know, yeah. So I put him in there. But I don't. You know, we're hearing that Justin Cooper's back to form and all those yep. things. But keep in mind, Justin Cooper hasn't raced since last September. So I don't I don't know what that's going to look like. I'm, I'm sure he'll get good starts and be good. But, I, and you know, if, if he comes out and is incredibly strong this weekend, then, then I'll have to walk some of that back. But, you know, it's, that's a long time off. Yeah, I can't see – I can see a step up from Moseman. I still think there's something there with Voland. Uh, I can see some guys stepping up. RJ will be RJ. Zebra stripes. Yep. But can't see anybody staying in this thing for 24 motos like other than Cooper or Hunter. Yeah, that's yeah. where I'm at, right? So if, if I'm willing to say that Jet's going to beat those two, then there's really not a whole lot left, right? I, like Hunter will be better. You know, it's, it's likely to be the best Hunter we've ever seen. But last year's Hunter was pretty far off when it came to the end of 24 moto so hunter's got to be better you know he hasn't you know even even though you like to throw around that he he did really well in mx2 championships he hasn't he, he really hasn't um it's, it's been really hard for him to put series together and last last summer was his best one and he was still 100 points off the championship so we'll see you know, maybe this is finally his time but i'm i'm just there i'm there on jet Right, uh, 702-586-7857, still giving away the uh, the uh, fly, fly, racing, fly Racing Zone yes. Pro goggles. Uh, we got Joe with a hot take on Caroli. Joe, go ahead. What's your hot take? Okay, first of all, you are 100% correct on Jordan Smith. Like Parcel said, you are what your record says you are, period. And I see Levi Kitchen possibly in the mix in 250s. Um, definitely Moseman, and watch out for Hunter. Keep a, keep keep an eye on him. Oh yeah, well, no, and, I mean we we are all keeping an eye on Hunter, and he will be most likely top three in this title fight and win races. So there's no doubting that Hunter will will be very good all summer long, barring an injury. Yeah, watch watch Levi Kitchen too. Let's okay. see what that kid does. He's he's blazing speed wise. It's just putting the rest of it together. And as far as Cairoli goes, um, any motos or, or days, I should say, that he doesn't have a mechanical or a crash, he beats Dungey overall, period. Stamp it. Wow, I can't do that, JT. I can't say that. Uh, I don't think it's uh, like... I don't think it's like 90-10 odds of either either way. I would say it's 60-40 both directions. Um, I think I think both of them will be very good. I think they'll both be inside the top 10. And if you told me one got fourth and one got sixth, I'd be like, okay. And if you told me the other way too, I'd be like, okay. So I, I don't I don't have a hard stance on either one. Um, I think both of them are going to come out and, and be really impressive. All right, Joe. Uh, anything else? No, that's it, man. That's the hot take. I really like Count it. Do you want to do you want a pair of Fly Racing Zone Pro goggles? Oh my God, I need them. I well, need them. Then we got to get them to you, Joe, for that. All right, stay on hold. All yeah, right. I for sure need them. All right, stay on hold. We'll get you those FMF Zone Pro goggles. Dale's on one. Dale, what's up, man? Hey, so you guys were talking silly season earlier. I yep. wanted to know if you guys have heard 
anything about the Triumph team and any uh, Dude, I got nothing. Nothing rider. on Triumph. Nothing on prospective riders. Beta, so, Beta asked about Dino, and I heard Dino made some calls about the Beta and just said, yeah, I'm out. I don't want to develop a bike. That's all I know so, about Beta and Triumph. JT, anything on either one of those teams? Well... Carmichael has been in England all week this week uh, with the Triumph crew, so I'm, I'm sure that conversation is very high on the list of priorities to, to get accomplished. I know that they were trying or are making an effort to get RJ Hampshire over there, but RJ resigned with Husky, so it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Um, but, yeah, that, I mean, that's pretty much it. I, I think they're coming racing next summer, but I, I don't know who's going to be on that bike. Yeah, yeah, I don't, so Dale. I, I, I got much. I don't got much for you. <laughs> so I was, I was at uh, Moto America and I was talking to guys at Triumph. And I was like, "Come on, get like, give me something." Yeah. And he goes, "Man, he goes, we don't know, but uh, like JT said, they expect to go racing next year." And then this guy said, "You know, there's room, been rumors of rocks." And I was like, "Well, I haven't heard any of those rumors." Uh, I wonder could Roxon be a thing since he worked with. Carmichael previously um, doesn't seem to be too happy at Honda. He could be a thing. His contract's up. I don't know where he would go if Honda doesn't want him or if he doesn't want to do that, but I don't see Kenny... I don't see them having the money to put out for a guy like Kenny. I don't see Kenny wanting to go there, uh, but I could be wrong. JT, what do you think? I mean, anything's possible, but I, that would be pretty low on the list of likely things for me to think happens. Um, more the things you said. One... Kenny's very, very expensive. So you're going to hire a guy in your first year for, you know, two million plus. That's that's asking a lot. And then if you're Kenny, like, do you want to sign up for a first year bike? That's going, I mean, you're going to have developmental, you know, you're all, like that's just you're that's also anybody, uh, it doesn't matter. You're also a little picky on bike setup to start. Well, <laughs> yes, and also like this is a guy who's been injured a lot, right? So if something goes wrong, like these things happen. Remember, like. Andrew Short testing the 350 in its early days. Like, things happen with brand-new motorcycles. I, I just can't see Kenny being willing to subject himself to any of that. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, I, but you know what? It's not it's not in, out of the question, Dale. There's not. It's not. So it could happen. I, I think it would be good for Triumph. Put the money up. Kenny's great in development. And maybe they're like, yeah, we'll give you anything you want. We're going to yeah. pay you. We don't care if oh, you can have yeah, fun listen, develop the bike for us. Yeah, yeah. If, if you're, you're not going to get Triumph to tell you they don't want Ken Roxon. <laughs> that's, not, that's not going to happen. I just don't I don't think when it all is said and done that it, it does happen. Right on. Thanks, right. guys. Thanks, Appreciate man. It. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Walker's on two. Walker, what's up, man? Hey guys, so a couple things. I just saw the World Supercross teams were announced, or you know, four of the ten or whatever, and I saw PMG pipes under a sports group. Does, so does this mean that they're not taking like Twisted and Progressive with them over there, or what's the deal? No, they would. Yeah, yeah, they would take their existing sponsors. Okay, and so do you think they come back and ride SX then also, or do they? They said they are doing nationals as well as World Supercross. Awesome. Yeah. And one other thing, you brought up the beta thing with the previous uh, caller. Yep. Um, beta currently, um, you know, MXGP, I'm looking at the points, they're eighth um, with Jeremy. And then 250 class GNCC, they're 10th and 13th. Like, uh -huh. do you think they come here and struggle like this, or do you think they come here and do decent? Uh, I think they do decent. Um, the bike, yeah, Van Horbeek started off strong. Had a lot of problems as the season went on, but you know they're learning and they're looking at things and they're trying to make it better. So, no, I think I think they can do it. You know, they've already got a base there. So, yeah, why not? I think I think it'll be fine. But I think for them to, to I don't know if they have money to sign a guy like Roxon to, to to run up front or whatever. You know. Yeah, and it's it's weird too. You know, I think they bought ML's old uh, truck and yep. set up there. Um, so like, what are we doing? Like, we have the truck, we have the equipment. Like, we keep hearing, oh, they're coming, they're coming, but then they're not here. Well, next year, yeah, next year. Next year. Yep. All right. That's well, the word. That's the word. We'll save it. Right. Appreciate it. Thanks, Steve. man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Fly racing Moto Sixty Show, presented by Get Maxis FMF Vision Pro Taper Plum Creek Funding. All on board with us. Josh, what's your question? Hey, listen, guys. Um, I'm feeling bad for Mitch. I'm just wondering, who do you think finishes uh, 
the strongest on the PC Kawasaki team. I already know JT's going to say McAdoo. No, I'd say Forkner. Forkner? Okay. Yeah, I'd say Forkner. Uh, yeah, I'd probably go Forkner, then McAdoo, Hammaker, Shimoda. I like Seth Hammaker. Ma- you would put McAdoo ahead of Shimoda? Well, it, are you, are, can you tell me they're all going to race 24 motos? No. Right, okay. Not. Okay, so I always kind of talk about this stuff like as if they're going to make it through the season uninjured. I think McAdoo's a better rider. Okay, well, yeah. the, I, the answer is Shimoda. I, uh, thanks Shimoda? for taking my call. Okay, thanks, man. Yeah. I, I mean, on the fantasy podcast, you guys were saying, well, maybe not specifically you, but there was definitely a feeling that McAdoo was going to have a hard time being inside the top ten. So that means that Shimoda would be further behind than that? Like, I, I'm not buying that. No, I, I don't think – I think McAdoo's a top ten guy all day long. Um, but I I don't – I'm just not sold on Shimoda. Like, I know he's been consistent, and last season he got fifth overall in the points. Yeah, he was pretty good. You know, but uh, he should have got sixth because J-Mart missed it, and Forkner got better as the season went on, and Moseman – was not that far behind him and missed up some races. So I, I mean, if I'm if I if I'm if I'm lining up Michael Mosman and Joe Schmoda for a 30 minute moto or a 15 lap Supercross race, Michael Mosman beats Joe Schmoda all the time, in my opinion. But that, but but Mosman's not on Monster Pro Circuit Kawasaki. No, I know, I know. I'm just looking at that fifth in points for Schmoda and looking at like who, you know, was kind of fifth by attrition. Yeah, but Mosman crashes a lot. He does. So self self induced. You know, bad right. results right. are a part of it. I guess um, up. Love to see Seth Hamaker. I think that kid's got some talent. You know, he's got a, he's got a, he's got some speed. He but does. Like Styles Robertson, he's missing too many races. And I don't ever know what's going on with his health. Like he overheated at a race in Atlanta last year that yeah. was like sixty-eight degrees. Yep. Yep. I think so uh, I don't. I don't yeah. know what to do with that. No, I'm with you, right? I'm all and and you, and when you ask around like I have, you don't get a lot of clear answers on what was going on so right you know uh it's fly racing moto 60 show jason thomas on the line all right jt so uh, let's let's switch to the 450s now we talked a little bit enough about 250s about 450s i should say we talked enough about 250s let's go to 450s um are we sleeping on ferrandis a little bit like a lot of dunge and caroli talk for obvious reasons kenny's a massive mystery tomac's better than ever i feel like we're not talking enough about ferrandis well, I, th- I think he he or Ken Roxon are your winner this weekend. One of those two wins this weekend. So if, if you are in the camp of I haven't really been thinking about Ferrandez too much, then yes, you would be sleeping on. I'm I'm personally not. I think he either wins or gets second this weekend. Uh, you know, barring any anything crazy. You give guy, especially a defending champion, a ton of time to prepare, which he's had. You know, two plus months now. I just think he comes in hot like this is a track that these guys used to ride every single tuesday before they had to move to florida they know this track inside now you look at how good he was not only here but the whole entire season last year i can't really find any reasons why he's not going to be at the front this weekend yeah i feel like you know obviously the wrist injury hurt him in supercross but you know he's ready to go like that's why he packed it in early you know yeah, yeah, no, he, I mean, this was a conscious decision to park it and come out swinging here this weekend. Like, this was all strategic, and, I mean, if, if he doesn't do well this weekend, if he looks off the pace or any, like, that would be a, a wild disappointment for the concession they made to let him leave the series early. Yeah, for sure, right? That would not, yeah, not, not be a great look. Um, can you imagine, I talked to Dan a little bit about this, can you imagine the behind-the-scenes political battle in keeping tony on uh on pirelli's over dunlop yeah i mean it had to be uh i don't i don't know how those conversations went but i would bet that some uh some contracts were looked at um because i mean everybody's gonna want you know him on their tire like if you're pirelli they're you're basically saying well that's our guy like no way we're giving that up and if you're dunlop well, like that's our team he's, he's got to be on dunlop uh so it, w- it would have been interesting to see how that all kind of unfolded i bet it would be would have been really interesting right so <laughs> i mean i i would i would really want him like he's gonna have think about the amount of 
photo exposure worldwide he's going to get this weekend not only that but television and everything else like it you know that bike and him is, is going to be plastered everywhere starting you know friday maybe tomorrow or yeah. saturday morning yeah yeah absolutely right uh all right jt uh last question since it's fly racing show Savachi's missing round one i don't know if you saw that or not uh, I did not see that. No. Okay, yeah, he's, just, he's that breaking news. He's breaking news. He's out for round one. Kawasaki tweeted okay. out, um, okay. just not ready yet. But when yep. he comes back, your new fly riders, old slash new, Makarat Savachi, who beats who? It's an interesting question because I believe that Savachi is better, but he's clearly not 100% or even close. He's not even racing the first round. So I think early on, Maybe Shane gets the better of him, but by you know round seven, eight, I think Savachi flips, and then Savachi is clearly the better guy. Okay, well, fair enough. All uh, right, anything? Give me your winners this weekend. I've been going back and forth between Kenny and Ferrandis just literally all week. Um, I can't make my mind up. Those are both wrong, but they'll go ahead. Okay, I will go. I'm going to say Kenny. I, I'm going to go Kenny. I know that's a really unorthodox pick. But I'll say Roxon in the 450 class and 250. Uh, yeah, I have to go Jet. Like right. that, that's not even a thought. All right. I'll, I will go Jet and Jason Anderson coming in hot this weekend. Yeah. Break. I like the pick. I don't I don't think you're right, but I, I yeah. like the pick. Breaks the, uh, breaks the streak of no wins outdoors in, in, with a bang. So. Well, think about think about that first Moto Loretta's a couple of years ago where nobody was talking to him, and he just absolutely annihilated everybody yep. in the, that first Moto. No, for sure. All right, uh, thanks for uh, the call, JT. Thanks for calling in. We'll see you this weekend. All right, guys. See you. All right, thanks. That's Jason Thomas, everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Uh, tits, great job today. Yeah, buddy. I like how at the start of the series, mm-hmm. you bring the heat, you bring the best. I have uh, newfound energy now that Dungy's here. So. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. nice to see. Let's go, Dungy. Welcome back to the sport. Yes, thank you. All right, everybody. That's the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Thank you to Get, Maxis, Plum Creek Funding, FMF Vision, Pro Taper. We'll be back next Thursday. See ya.